Academy podcast, Twitch channel, YouTube channel, and all the other good stuff. I never, I never can think of a good way to say all that. My name's Michael, and we are here tonight to hopefully, fingers crossed, bring back the tension. One of our most beloved shows. For some reason, I guess people like making us make, like watching us make jackasses out of ourselves. Uh, That's a good start. It is a good start. <laughs> uh, so, first of all, my guest tonight, guest co-host above me on screen, is Ryan. Ryan, say hello to everyone. Hey, everybody. Nice to see you again. It's, it, we actually haven't seen each other, so talking to me as well. It's, it's, yeah, that's true. We, uh, we have not seen each other in a while. We did play a game of Dragonfire on tabletop, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, so one thing to know about this show is uh, we have consciously sort of shifted our focus on all of our other shows to more of a family-friendly sort of vibe. We try to th- keep things PG-13. This is the exception. Uh, not that we're going to necessarily just drop F-bombs for the heck of it, but there might be a little bit more adult language, adult talk here. So just be warned if maybe you're newer to the RPG Academy and you listen to our stuff and then suddenly you're like, whoa, uh, this this is kind of the sort of after hours, after dark type of show. It doesn't always go there, but just as a fair warning that it might. Secondly, yeah, surprise, one might slip. Please don't be too offended or, or turn us off. Correct. That would be, yeah, we will we will try, but no promises. Uh, secondly, I was in the hospital last night uh, with a kidney stone attack, which I still have not passed as far as I know. And I'm currently pain-free, which is great. But the way kidney stones attack work, in two seconds, I might be in agonizing pain. So if I just end the stream all of a sudden, probably that's what happened. Uh, I'm hoping that that doesn't happen. But just fair warning, if I'm like, ow, and click a button and then everything goes dark, I've probably got to the floor and I'm currently in tears. Uh, More reason to come back and see what happens. <laughs> if we, because actually I was streaming this morning. Uh, I'm streaming Legend of Zelda right now, and like five minutes before I was at the end of the dungeon, I could start to feel it, and I was like trying, and I got got to the very end. I was like, "All right, see you, bye." Uh, same thing as like within seconds, I was in excruciating pain and got some pain pills in me. Uh, which I have with me right here. So if things go bad, I don't want to take those and try to do this because I will be loopy as all get out. Uh, but let's start off the show as we normally do. This is the first time back. One thing is we normally have three co-hosts, uh, or three hosts, two co-hosts. But uh, this being the first one back, we want to try it a little bit differently. We work our way into it. Um, so we like to start with what we call extracurricular. And this is where we talk about what we've been up to. So Ryan, buddy, what you been up to? Anything, everything. Oh. Oh man, I was starting that. That's how we were doing our audio test. Um, I've been very busy at work. Um, we trimmed down due to COVID from 13 people down to six. So my workload has uh, doubled. Um, and we're just now getting, we're not scheduling anybody back uh, until this coming Monday. So uh, it's been pretty stressful. Um, we've been, but we've been keeping busy. Um, as always, kids, your scouts and sports kind of got canceled, so we've been doing stuff at home. Yeah. But we just started fostering our third dog um, this past Monday. So we work with a rescue where we got our current um, family second dog from, and we like the rescue so much that we are now fostering for them after about a year. Oh, nice. Uh, so, yeah, it's um, it's a little, it's been a little crazy trying to get adjustment to uh, the new dog. Kids, the boys, uh, I just had to clean up an accident. Um, but all things considered, he's a pretty good dog so far. So um, just keeping myself really busy, safe, and um, a lot of family time lately. Unfortunately, the world being what it is, not a whole lot of time to go out and do a lot of stuff. Yeah. Or able to go out and do a lot of stuff. I totally, totally get that. I have two boys of my own and we have two pets. Um, and again, which we're in summer vacation now anyway, but we like the last month and a half, six weeks or so of school, they were homeschooled because basically, you know, like they closed the buildings down. Um, and so I Same went here, uh, you know, I was, I turned into a stay at home, stay at home dad late last year. And one of the benefits for me is that, you know, I get up in the morning, take care of the kids, I get them to school. And then I had roughly five hours every day, Monday through Friday, to do whatever I wanted. Um, you know, and I did a lot, we, we just moved into this house. So we had done a lot of organizing. I was painting. I did some work in the basement. It took up a lot of my time. But I kind of like, had gotten everything where I wanted it. And I was ready to start like getting into like doing more streaming and doing more podcasty stuff. And then that all stopped. And now I'm trying my best to wrangle the kids six hours a day. And 
Um, you know, and again, I think the school system down here did a phenomenal job with what they had available to them and how quickly things happened. But they didn't have, my kids didn't have nearly a full day's worth of school to do. So, you know, it was like they have like a 45 minute call of one of them. And then they had like an hour worth of packet they'd do. And then the other one had to get on a call. So it wasn't like I could even get into a routine where they'd be like, you go do this for four hours. You know, I'll check on you, but you're kind of on your own. It was just constantly, what are you doing? What you work on? That kind of thing. So yeah, kind of screwed same, things up. Same boat. Exactly the same boat. Um, we were started work from home um, at my job. So that allowed me to do the same thing you're doing effectively and trying to do my job in my basement while keeping the boys occupied with schoolwork um, with not nearly enough schoolwork turns out same predicament yeah um, my kids just finished first and third grade um, it, our boys are about the same age it, it's um, yeah it was challenging so <laughs> made the drive home which was literally just a walk up the steps really nice at the end of the day yeah um, but yeah it, there was no there wasn't really any downtime or decompression either it was work, walk up the steps, and surprise you're at home. Yeah, which again is is nice, you know, not not having that commute. Uh, before we moved, and I had, which I think, I mean, I think you know this. I, I assume a lot of the audiences too. I had hurt myself pretty badly. Had a uh, not a back injury. I didn't like fall off a roof, but my back got really messed up, and uh, I was on disability for a while. So even though before we had moved, before I quit my job, I didn't work for like the last six weeks. So just being home every day, I mean, I was in a lot of pain and blah, 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 but just getting used to that was a, a big change as well. Uh, welcome New York Tater, one of our uh, patrons and supporters and what, probably the biggest supporter of detention. Happy to have you here, sir. Uh, you're, one sure of these days he should, he should actually guest host. That would be great because, uh, like, you know, I probably need a break every now and then. Uh, but I'm happy to have you in chat, sir, and happy to have you with us uh, tonight. Um, so I'm going to have to, I hate to do this, I'm going to have to take a, a quick break to step away. So, Ryan, will you please entertain the masses for like two minutes and I will be right back. Oh, that's a really big buy, but I think I can do that um, since we're live. Uh, so if you don't know uh, me, I've been around and a member of the RPG Academy for, oh my gosh, um, I'm going to say maybe six years, I feel like. it's. Pro I'm probably, my judgment of time is way off, but I've been around a long time. Um, I help out with the Catacons. We do, these are kind of recordings. I'm a voice actor for uh, some of the old shows. Um, and my Twitter handle is Teleporta88. Um, you can find me on multiple links with the RPG Academy. Um, I'm not so much active in there because I try to keep a pretty active lifestyle with my family and balance things here. Um, but hopefully you like what we do. And as the sign says, we are live. So if you find this boring, it's because I'm trying to fill time. And there he is. So hopefully that isn't uh, too bad. Michael, I like your shirt when you can hear me. Um, there you go. I like your shirt, by the way. So I have a D&D theme shirt on. You can't really read all of it, but it says one way or another. And then it's got dagger, sword, great sword, D4, D6, D8. Somebody's going to get stabbed. <laughs> so I thought I, <laughs> nice. I thought, uh, would wear that in honor of, of today. Oh, I appreciate that. Maybe not with the stabbing, but, uh, you know, yeah, dice rolls and such. <laughs> so um, the other big thing for me, um, again, I had weight loss surgery about four, four and a half months ago now. And so anyone who has not seen me in a while, it's pretty drastic. I'm down between 85 and 90 pounds. Depends, depends on the day, but I'm, I'm moving that direction. Uh, so actually the shirt, I bought it yesterday. It's an extra large. And I know that's still big, but for me, I've been wearing three X's for like five years. And a lot of my shirts were like XLTs. They were tall because I was already actually probably bigger than that. Um, so it helped cover my belly. But yeah, I'm down to extra large shirt. And I even put on a large shirt yesterday and it probably would have been fine, but I was a little self-conscious in it. A little, I felt a little Michelin Manny, uh, but probably another couple weeks I'll be ready for that. So I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, but it's the, definitely a move in the right direction. I'm, I'm really, I think it's awesome, Michael. Yeah, it's, again, it's, it's literally life-changing. But in the in the nerd world, um, I have been streaming. My internet uh, still sucks, but it has sucked less. Uh, we've kind of got a little bit of a grasp on it. So I've been streaming. I finished my 
Final Fantasy playthrough. So if the original Nintendo Entertainment System Final Fantasy, it was, I think it was 21, 22 episodes long. I uh, finally beat that game, and then I started Legend of Zelda late last week, and I played my fifth session today. Um, hopefully, I'm going to try to do one session per dungeon, so nine sessions, and that one will be over. And then the next one I'm going to do is Metroid. Uh, and I keep saying on those streams, I've played Final Fantasy hundreds of times. I've played Legend of Zelda hundreds of times. I've played Metroid like five times, and that was a long time ago. So it's going to be awful. Like, I don't know where anything <laughs> is. It's just going to be... Trying to figure stuff out. So that one's going to take like four years probably because I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, but thank you, New York Trader. games though. And uh, that I commend you for doing that because I love those games too. Oh, uh, so good. Super Nintendo's Legend of Zelda is my all-time favorite game. I can't remember how many times I've beaten that game. Um, but it is, it's pretty phenomenal. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I've played that Link to the Past. I think I played it once. Like, I, I don't know why I love the Zelda games. Uh, so that might be something I jump into in the future. I'm going to play through not every Nintendo game, but there's a few that I just love. Those are probably the big three, Final Fantasy, Zelda, and Metroid. See, I'm going to get some flack. I didn't care for, like, the GameCube version of the Zelda edition. I didn't, um, not, wasn't real big on the Switch version that, that came, Breath of the Wind. Um I, I don't I don't know um, and and you know if you want to throw some shade on me I rightfully so I'm more of a classics guy um, I suspect I'll get a little bit of flack for that but, uh, I don't know yeah the original Nintendo and Super Nintendo versions have always been my my favorite um, so kind of jealous uh, along those lines um, I have introduced because we haven't been able to game so much um, the closest thing that I have found um, I finally um, we'll say bought in quite literally um, and caved to a buddy of mine, a friend of the show that listens and has been on a few, um, uh, my friend, Ed, um, if you've been around a while, you may have seen or heard of him once or twice, but uh, my son Brady and I have been playing Diablo three oh. on the switch. Um, and he really likes that. Um, I finished one season and I've already started on my next season. Well behind we're in season 21. I started in 20. Um, and I've always known about the game. I just never really, it was like, ah, it's a hype game. I don't want to get into it. I know because I knew I was going to like it. Mm -hmm. And now I, I want to kind of play it every day, but that's not possible. Yeah. So I found myself staying up late at night when I can't sleep uh, playing that. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I just mentioned New York Trader again. He's been living in hotels. So he's unfortunately been putting on a little bit of weight. But you may get to go home in December if there's no hurricane. So let's all hope collectively because God knows we don't need anything else right now. Uh, hopefully there's no hurricanes between now and December. or Oh, the, dear Lord. Or even after. Uh, but we started playing Tabletop Simulator, which I've, I've had for a while, but I think I played yes. one game on there. Uh, and then I found out uh, that Dragonfire was on there. And we, I mean, for there was a, a minute, hot minute up in Cincinnati, that was our game. We played it all the time. We were so into it. I bought all the expansions. And probably if I hadn't moved, we would still be playing it like pretty regularly. Um, but I found it was on Tabletop Simulator. So we got in. We actually played that game. It was me, you, uh, Michael V. Uh, for, or not Michael V. Michael F. Variator. Um, played and was was Brad there? Or is it just the three no, of Brad us? No, Brad wasn't. He wasn't able to get in. Yeah. So, but we're going to try to start playing that like weekly, kind of like we did before. Uh, and I'm super excited about that. But the biggest news is I found out Marvel Legendary is on there. And <laughs> wait for it. Oh my God. Now here's the thing. These are uh, like, I don't, hopefully I'm not saying anything I'm not supposed to, but we're not paying for these games. Like we paid for Tabletop Simulator, but these are what they're called workshop areas. So basically someone just put it on there. I hope that that's not illegal. I don't know. Uh, it seems weird that I can play the game without, but I own every freaking card already. Uh, but I'm not like, I don't have to rebuy, you know, every card because I already have them all. And I have been playing that solo because it's, even though Tabletop Simulator is wonky and it still does things I don't like, it's still faster for me to set up Marvel Legendary on that than it is to drag out all my cards. And then especially when I'm done, I can just like flip the table and log off. I don't have to actually put everything back up. So I've been playing Marvel Legendary a lot and I want to play it with people. So if you like Marvel Legendary, please get Tabletop Simulator and let's play because I love that game. Uh, it was well worth it. I'm glad I got it. Um, I can't wait to play Dragonfire again. I, I was I was thrilled. <laughs> I was actually amazed at how fast we were able to come together to play that game once we heard it was on. There. Yeah, because it's, you know, again, just couple hours on a night which we you know would, would have driven to my house before anyways but you don't have to drive and just log on and it's just it's it's such a convenient thing and right now again i don't 
Tabletop Simulator is not sponsoring this episode, uh, but I think it's still 50% off. So it's like 10 bucks to buy the simulator. And there's so many games on there that you can play. And even if it is a game someone has to buy, like I bought Zombie Side when I first got it so that I could host that game. As long as one person buys it, everyone else can play for free anyways. So it's still pretty, it's like, you know, just like anything else. Like if you came to my house and I had Zombie Side, we can play it. You don't have to pay me for the game. Same thing on TTS. If you buy Zombie Side, anyone can play your copy of it. So, but anyways, enough of that. Comes in very handy. It does come in very handy. Um, it's now time for everyone's favorite part of the show, where we may complete asses of ourselves playing improv games badly. And the first improv well, there's game. There's only two of us, so it's going to go really bad. Yeah, and quickly, hopefully. We'll get yeah. back a band aid. Uh, but the first improv game we like to play here is 10 Things. And this is a game of immediacy where we will prompt each other to try to come up with 10 examples of a thing. And we just see how well we do. So, Ryan, you're the guest tonight. Do you want to prompt me first, or would you like to go first? Oh, geez, um, I'll go first. I don't. Uh, I have some ideas, but I don't know that any of them are, are um, related to anything we've been talking about so far. More, I don't want to, and I don't want to do say something stupid or challenging out of frustration. Uh, so, um, I'll, I'll I will receive the prompt first. The prompt. And, okay. um, let me get a imbibe a little bit first. Yeah, stuff. get some liquid courage. Um, all right. So I usually like to try to tie what we've been talking about uh, to uh, you know extracurricular when I can. Um, so let me ask you this question first. What is the name of the dog you're fostering? Uh, we called him Scout. Scout. We got to name him. Okay. So, and the, and the boys naturally, uh, all of us being Scouts, that's what we called him. Perfect. So give me 10 names for future animals that you might foster. And these could be hippogriffs and giraffes. They don't have to actually be dogs. But I need 10 names of future foster animals. Go. Uh, Shadow. Demon, uh, Streak, Bolt, Lightning, uh, Thumper, Digger, um, Muscles, Tank, uh, Jackrabbit. Yay! Is that 10? That, that is my, 10. my quickest 10 ever. Yeah, you got through those really quickly. Oh, so a no, New York Tedder. Luckily, I still had a few names in my mind when the kids <laughs> were throwing out, so that's... I, did copy a few of those. So I kind of cheated, but no, no, absolutely. That's, that's the whole point. Uh, so we actually didn't do, what are you drinking? Um, that's true. I, well, I've, I've done away with that segment only because I'm, I'm ignorant of, um, some of the Twitter rules or Twitch rules. And I wasn't sure if like having alcoholic drinks named, uh, cause I always drink water. Yeah, we're not really sponsored either. But yeah. I so I just, so out. just being cautious, but I'll tell you, I'm drinking flavored water. Because all I drink anymore is water or flavored water. Those are the only two things I drink. This is flavored grape water. It's not Kool-Aid. It's flavored water. Grape. So, you know, I have an adult beverage and also safely water that I didn't finish earlier. So, you know, balance. Yeah, you got to have a chaser, right? Yeah. Well, something like that. I don't drink Avenida. Okay. So now it's my turn to make a fool of myself. So what is the 10 things I'm going to be thin thinking? Okay. Here's, I got one. Um, So... Give me 10 people or characters that you would like to play a virtual game with since everything now is over Zoom and virtual. Doesn't matter, live or dead. So, 10 people, 10 characters. Could be a real person, could be a fake person, could be a character okay. from that. All right, I think I got you. All right, so basically these are people I want to play games with, real or fictional. Yes. All right. Um, Stephen King, I would love to play an RPG with Stephen King. Same thing, George or R. R. Martin. I think he would be amazing. Um, Yoda and Luke Skywalker. I think that, that would be a lot of fun. Uh, Jack Shepard from Mass Effect. I think it's John, Jack, one of those. Shepard. Let's call him Shepard. Can you hear my kids screaming? Is it coming through the mic? <laughs> a little bit. I'm downstairs, so that's the only reason. Although you could probably hear my dogs crashing a yeah. few minutes ago. So up to five. Hopefully you didn't hear that. I, t- I think I turned my mic down. Hopefully, I just yelled. I heard it. We'll, we'll, we'll see if anybody else New York Tater give us a. Give us a- I didn't like. I didn't like me mean. I just told him to be quiet. Um, <laughs> Scooby Doo, six. Uh, but, uh, 
Uh, Batman. Seven. Catwoman. Eight. Uh, Captain America. Nine. There's one that I'm surprised you haven't named yet. Uh, and who? Buffy from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Okay, there's ten. There's ten things. It took me longer to get there than I would have liked, and plus I had to. Take... I, I am completely surprised you did not name Deadpool. Uh, you know that, but we're not going to get through the game. Though. That's the problem. It's like we're never actually going to finish that game. It's going to become very frustrating. That's true. All right. So New York Tater says he didn't hear me. I wish all I all I yelled was, "Hey, kids." quiet down i didn't like you know, curse at him or anything but uh, i'm on the upstairs there on the downstairs so i had to yell for them to hear me not just yell but anyway okay so now we're going to move on to our usually our meat and potatoes topic this one's going to be a little bit weird because this is usually where our third guest who's not necessarily part of the academy joins uh it's called used books and the idea is we're going to talk about a campaign campaign that one of us has played in or ran and see if we can dig out some lessons but I thought actually what we'd do tonight is I'm going to talk about Forbidden Lands just for a little while. Uh, are you familiar with Forbidden Lands, Ryan? I have not. So this would be the perfect topic right. for you to take me to school. Hopefully. Uh, so we, um, it's, a, it's a game I've had for a while. I, I got it on the recommendation of someone else. And, you know, again, wait, 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 is this a board game? We may no, have no. played this one time. No, this is a, a role-playing game. Okay. Nope. No, I was thinking of uh, maybe Forbidden Island. Yeah, Forbidden Island is, is a game we have played, but Forbidden Lands is an RPG. Okay. It was, um, excuse me, I think it was released by Free League Press. Excuse me. Um, so Aeon Ashes jumped in and said if they uh, didn't have a kitten, they would love to play cards with Spike. So, um, <laughs> so. Uh, so Forbidden Lands is a, is a role-playing game. I've had it for a while. And then I just kind of, I'm, I've been trying to do this thing through the Discord where I've been trying to run a game every week. I'm successful about 40% of the time. And I'm trying to do different games. I love d and I, I know there's a lot of heat right now. I still love d and I'm still going to play d and So this isn't me trying to get away from that. This is just me wanting to play other games and explore and learn things. So I decided I wanted to run a session of this. And they there's a quick start available. It's like a 150-page PDF. It's a, so it's a big, thick uh, tome PDF. It's free. And oh, I thought, that's a really big PDF. Yeah, that, it, that had to be daunting. Well, but this also includes an adventure and pre-gens and all that kind of good stuff. Okay. Uh, so I decided I would run that. And it was a lot of fun. It, it does a lot of things that I don't normally do or don't always do. Um, like it makes you track resources a lot more than I would. The combat's a lot grittier than I normally would do, but it was a, it was a lot of fun. So I want to talk just a little bit about it. Um, some of the things I liked, I want to get too much into the adventure because I'm running the same adventure again this Saturday for another group of players. Um, and just in case any of them listen to this, I don't want them to, you know, I'm not going to give anything major away. But the first thing that this game is, is it is very much like an old school hex crawl survival wilderness adventure. So in my mind, there's basically two parts of the game. There is hex crawling exploration, and then there's actual like, you know, dungeon delving type of a thing. So the the conceit of the game is that there was this land, the forbidden land that was for like 300 years uh, inaccessible. No one could go there. And it's just was lost to the ages, maybe like closer to a thousand years. I don't remember. But now suddenly the way has been opened up and, and this land is now available and, and your characters, you aren't heroes. Like I normally play D&D, you're heroes. You're not a hero in this game. You are a mercenary, a treasure hunter, someone who wants to just go in, find find enough treasure to come back and live like a king. Like that's, that's your goal is you're not like trying to save people. You might end up doing that accidentally. Almost Cthulhu-esque, I guess. So, well, no, I would almost like... Conan, it's kind of what comes to my mind. It's okay. just that, you know, Conan always gets, in, gets into these adventures, but he's not necessarily a good guy, right? True. So that's, okay. that's here. It's like, you're not playing evil people either. You're playing people who are playing people who they see this opportunity for riches and they're willing to take this very dangerous risk. But if they are successful, you know, like if they go defeat a dragon and get its treasure, they're done. They're not going to like, let's go fight another dragon. They're like, whew. We survive. Let's take all this gold back home and live like kings and queens for the rest of our life. So part of the aspect that they have these 
somewhat granular rules for exploring these hexes. And the, and the game comes with a map and you comes with a sticker book. And so when you play in this world, you may find something on hex A7 that, that I put there as the DM that is not on anyone else's map. So you would put a little sticker that said, you know, like castle. We found a castle here. And so now on our map, we know there's a castle there. There's also markers if your characters die and it's going to happen a lot. So you can have like a little, like, you know, uh, Rygar the seventh died here. And we have a little X where we mark the spot where our characters died. Uh, All right, now that I love that. That's hilarious. That is kind of cool. I actually like. So you have these rules for breaking down the day into four quarters. You have So you have morning, day, evening, and night. And you can, depending on which type of terrain you're in, you can travel so many hexes, but you have to roll. So one of you leads the way and rolls to see how well you do. And if you roll well, you go the direction you want. If you roll poorly, you might fall into quicksand or you might get lost. Uh, you have to roll for scouting. So like there's all kinds of random encounters. So I roll on a random encounter first to see if there is anything. If there is something, I then tell you, hey, whichever one of you is scouting, because only one person can scout, you now need to roll to see if you see what's coming. If they fail, then they walk right into what I rolled. If they did well, then they can get a chance to see it ahead of time and maybe set up their own ambush or avoid it. Um, you have things for rations, which I actually think this is really smart. I don't like tracking rations, but if you're going to, I think this is smart. So your food... Your water and your torches are all, um, they have a die associated with them. Normally it's a D8, and this is your resources. Every time you eat, you roll a D8. If you roll a one or a two, your D8 becomes a D6. If you don't roll a one or two, nothing happens. If your die is a D6 and you roll a one or a two, you're out. So you could go for weeks in game time of drawing a D8 and never hitting one or two and you're fine, but two bad rolls, now you're out of water. I think the same thing goes for arrows. I know it goes for food, I know it goes for water, I know it goes for torches. So that's how you keep up with your resources. You don't actually count, you know, like you have 50 and now you have 49. It's just like we ate, we still have food. Uh, there's also hunting, fishing, and foraging available in the game. So if you do run out of food, you can complement or you can refill those rations. So if I run out of water, I can go buy a water skin and now I have a D8 again. So it's not like it's gone forever. But you so do you have to manage thing, as resources. You're explaining this jumps out at me is this seems way more crunchy than I have ever played a game with you. And I'm surprised to hear that you seem so fond of this. Yes. Because it, it's a lot more it's a lot more crunch and a lot more dice rolls than you like to do. Yes, I, I agreed. I agreed. This isn't, if, if someone else would explain this to me, this is not a game that I think I would enjoy. But I think kind of like Dungeon Crawl Classics, what I got out of it that I thought was fun is how absurdly dangerous this world is. Like you're going to lose characters. In, in our first fight, we literally had a TPK. So we did this like <laughs> multi-dimensional rewind. And so instead of that, uh, so basically I rolled a random encounter. It was a griffin. Griffin shows up. A griffin? A griffin. That was a random encounter. It seemed like a terribly terrifying creature, you know, from D&D experiences yeah. wise. But So when you roll, when you, when you have a fight with these creatures, it has a list of tactics that you can roll from. So I did everything randomly. So I rolled a D6 and its first attack was a wing buffet. And they got to attack everybody. I rolled well enough. I killed one character outright from the wing buffet. I critically injured the other. And we we messed up the rules. And the third character ended up uh, shooting the griffin and causing enough damage for it to leave. But then we, we realized later that because both of the other characters were down, that character couldn't have ran it off by itself. Uh, so we just assumed that everyone would have died. So he's like... Bleh, 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 bleh. That didn't happen. And then throughout the rest of the adventure, I kept going, like every time they were in danger, I'd be like, you hear the call of a griffin. Because like the <laughs> memories of them dying would come back to them. Uh, but then you just run Deja into like... Vu. Have, I feel like you've yeah. been killed by this before. I feel, like, I feel like this is dangerous. So they ran into a griffin. They ran into an ogre. They ran into a death knight. All on random encounters. Yeah, that's pretty random. I've been playing that's a crazy island. D and D for like thirty-five years at this point. I don't think I've ever actually used a death knight. Like a like death in, knight? Yeah. yeah, intentionally put a death knight in a game. And I just rolled on a table and all of a sudden they're fighting one. So it's, it sounds like a Gary Gydax dungeon. It, you, it, you were channeling. It kind of does. Gary. Uh but so that was a lot of fun. And then there's an adventure in the game where so again, you're basically, you're trying to find this magical artifact, this item, 
And then, and then the combat of the game is also much crunchier. And this is the part I didn't grok it very well. So when I roll to attack you, I roll a number of d Oh, so it's okay. Let me start over. Start over. What I do think is really cool about this game is you roll a bunch of d6s, which isn't my favorite. D12s would have been better, but I'll 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 give them a pass on this. But you break your dice down to different pools, so they're different colors. So like when you are trying to climb a mountain, you have so many dice based off of your natural strength. Usually it's like one to five. Then you get so many dice if you're trained in climbing, also like one to five. And then if you have any gear, like rope or pittens, you get gear dice. And you put all those together and you roll them. And you're just looking for successes. Sixes are successes. If you fail, then you can kind of look and see, like, did I fail because I wasn't strong enough? Did I fail because I wasn't a skilled enough climber? Did I fail because my rope failed me, my rope broke? And it's like, it's a simple way, but it, it's almost like narrative dice from Genesis, but not quite that. Because it doesn't like, you, you know, you don't have like complications and boosts or anything, but you're just like, okay, I did really well. But the only reason I passed is because I had two successes on my rope. So I know that my rope. So then you, when you're narrating your climbing, you can like take inspiration from that. So do you get to pick kind of what you, what you use if you succeed on things or how does it? Uh, well, as long as you succeed, you succeed. Like you can just say I succeeded. You don't have to get into it. But if you like, because normally you only need one success at all. But you know, some things might require you to have more than one. But you can look and see. Like I had, I had four successes total. All four of them were on my skill. So the only reason I was successful here is because I'm trained at this. So again, when you're just narrating how it looks, you can kind of use that as inspiration. You don't have to. It's not required. But I, just, I think it's a cool way. It's a simple way to add that granularity where you have multiple multiple colored dice. You can always push. So if you fail, you can re-roll, but you don't re-roll anything that rolled a one and you don't re-roll anything that rolled a six. You roll everything else. And now since you pushed, any ones hurt you, like li- literally hurt you. So if you, you take damage from ones or if like the ones on, on your gear now your gear is damaged. And so you would go down a dice, you were saying. Basically. You would go down a dice on that. And if it goes down too far, it's broken. So you know that your rope is broken. Your swords can get duller. Your shields can get splintered. Um, and again, it's it's a lot more granular and crunchy than I normally would do. But I like the way they've done it. It's not overly complicated, you know, the, the management portion. Combat is complicated. That's the one part, again, I'm not really grokking. because So I roll to hit you. Let's say I, I roll 12 dice. I need one success to hit you. Every additional success is additional damage. My sword might do two damage. So I do two plus one for any additional success beyond the one that actually caused me to hit you. But then you get to roll your armor. Same thing. Your armor may have a rating of five. You roll five dice and every success subtracts damage. You also can parry. You can dodge. But you have to declare that you're doing those and they take an action. If you've already used all your actions, you can't do it. Uh, so like if I'm going second and I dodge, then I have one less action on my turn because I had to use my dodge on your turn. So it's it's a lot crunchier. That's the one part I really didn't quite understand, but luckily my players had read. But I have to say, I had a blast. We were laughing at just the absurdity. It's like, hey, you're walking through the woods. Now there's a death knight. Uh, you're walking through the woods. Now you're all dead. Uh, now you're all dead. And now you're all dead. That's great. So I really, really liked it. Uh, big fan. I'm looking forward to playing it again now that I've got a little bit better grasp on it. And I did contact the publisher and they're sending me a free copy of their new uh, campaign called The Bitter Reach, which is like a frozen wasteland. Uh, and Tom and I are going to do a review of it. So we're going to have a full review of the campaign setting pretty soon. But Coming soon on the RPG. Coming soon. I haven't got the book yet, so it's not going to be that soon. But soon-ish. But uh, yeah, I actually, despite... Everything I know about myself, I really like that game. Uh, well, I'm glad to hear it. Um, I will say that I did always enjoy the combat and the crunch when we played, but um, you can narrate a story like few others can. Um, so I'm glad that this is uh, something that's different for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, as, as excited as you are, I, I actually am intrigued and would want to play with you guys. I got one spot open for the Saturday game if you're free. Uh, um, I'll have to see if I'm free. I, I wouldn't mind it. Yeah, it's on the Discord. And anyone listening now or in the future, jump on Discord. 
we're I'm organizing pretty much a game a week if I can find players. Uh, so yeah, well, I, and if anybody else is watching right now, uh, New York Tater, Aon Ashes, I have one spot left open for the Saturday game. If either of you are free or are interested, just jump on Discord. Um, there you go. Somebody take that uh, for me because we always like to have listeners uh, participate yeah. more than uh, anything else. Yeah, pretty much. It started as like a patron only thing, but I just wasn't getting enough people that could or, or would join. So now I've kind of just opened it up to anybody on Discord. And still, like on occasion, I'm not getting enough people that are interested. Uh, but yeah, I'm trying to run basically a game a week. So if, if you're interested in playing in a game, jump on Discord and uh, check out. There's several channels uh, we're a pretty small community so it's not overwhelming there's not so much noise that you you know have to worry about keeping up you can just ignore everything except to like the two channels you're interested in but i highly encourage anybody if you're watching this you probably would have fun on our discord i'm gonna meet myself for one second just so you know okay well, that sucks tater um but again sometime in the future maybe uh if work slows down for you that would be cool um, I do occasionally run games on Sundays as well. I'm, I'm open to trying to find get days where people can join. So like I've offered to run games on Sundays as well. Uh, so it just depends on like, you know, what I'm running, who else is available and all that kind of good stuff. So sorry about that. My, uh, one of my, my youngest son was here and he's like, Hey dad, the new dog peed on the stairs. Go take care of it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that, what? that that's what, yeah, that's what happened. Thanks for the, thanks for the notice. <laughs> kind of busy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I totally understand. Uh, so any other questions about Forbidden Lands or anything you want to shout out before we, we move on? Um, is there a, is there like a limit to the monsters that, that show up or what's like the biggest, you know, if you're, if you've come across something like this alone, you're pretty much gone. Um, okay. but you could, but yeah. Oh, excuse me. Uh, so New York Tater asked, there, there is no connection to Forgotten Realms when you're done, please. That, I, that I know of uh, because it's, uh, it's not a D&D product. Uh, so I don't think there's any connection. There might be something that maybe if I was more educated that maybe there is, but uh, I don't know. Uh, and Gagor68 jumped oh, in. Yeah, sorry, yeah, my internet died for a minute, but it looks like it came back. So yay. But thanks for joining Gagor68. You almost used the tower office. So, is, did you get a list of all the monsters? What's the craziest? Uh, well, um, so, and, I'll, you know, there, other than a Death Knight, are there some really crazy things that were that are available to use? I think the Death Knight was probably like the craziest because, and I'm just using the Quick Start rules. It has a list of monsters that kind of go with the adventure. Um, so, that, and the, the Death Knight was a random encounter, but all the monsters, I think there's some crossover. Uh, but I'm sure in the actual book, there's a bunch more. But I, the, I would say the okay. Death Knight's probably the the one that, um, that there was just like was like holy camoli. Uh, there's a giant squid. There was a griffin. There's an ant. Uh, Here's this ogres and it out pops a giant squid from a pond. Yeah, well, maybe not a pond. Maybe like a <laughs> large lake, possibly. Uh, like this monster, but the, but the monsters themselves don't have a ton of hit points. Like so, like the way it works, you have four attributes: your strength, agility, your wits, and your empathy. Most of the time, you take damage to strength. Your strength is probably going to be like three or five, maybe six at the most. So you take six damage, you're dead, or you're oh, wow. or you're at least getting close to that, anyways. Mm -hmm. So so that it's really easy to die because you don't have many hit points, and they don't really ever really get any more. You can get better armor so you can defend yourself, but it's not like you know you have 87 hit points at fifth level type of a thing. Uh, same thing with the monsters, though. That you know the Griffin has a strength of eight; it has eight hit points. So it's not like it's that crazy much to get through, but it's just it's so it does so much damage that it's dangerous. Uh, you know, it's it gotcha. just it's a very different feel than what I'm used to. But uh, but I enjoyed the absurdity of it. I was laughing quite a lot. I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, that's what we love. All right. So let's move on to the second most favorite part of the game where we continue to make asses out of ourselves. Oh, this is the part I dread the most because I'm horrible at it. Oh, everybody is. Me especially. And this is where my fingers spin. <laughs> so we play a little improv game where we will prompt each other to make up a short scene where our fingers have been and you have to have them talk to each other. If you want to pull a Scott, you can bring in a third just because he always likes to do that because he's actually good at improv. Um, but 
Ryan, you are a guest. So again, would you like to prompt me first or would you like to pull off the bandaid and get this over? Um, uh, I went first and last time, so um, we will we will share. We will let All you right. go first. So first we have to sing the song. If you don't sing the song, people will, pitchforks will come out. Where have my fingers been? I said, where have my fingers where been? Where have my fingers been? All right, so Ryan, where have my fingers been? Um, Up my nose. Let's see. Up your Michael, nose. your fingers have been um oh geez old pete's i'm trying to think of something game related and i can't really uh see this is why i'm bad at these things because i can't ever make a decision um your fingers are on their way to your favorite game store and you've just found out it's been closed because of the pandemic okay so Are you, are you sure this place is open? Like, you're, you're positive that this game store is open. Yeah, dude, seriously. I checked. It's on Facebook. They're open. Okay, because, like, look around, dude. There's nobody on the streets. There's, like, nobody on the streets. Everything's closed. We're all we're both wearing masks. Of course I'm wearing a mask. What, I'm an asshole? Uh, but, but you think this place is open, even though everything else is closed. This place is open. 100%. It's open. See? Right there. Son of a... And that's where my fingers have been. My fingers have been. <laughs> so, All unfortunately, right. it looks like Tater lost us for a bit. That was by far the best fingers I've ever done. I'm sorry you always, missed it, sir. The, the most recent time is always the best. Sorry, New York Tater. Absolutely. I'm so sorry that you missed the greatness that was my fingers in that moment. Okay, Ryan, you must sing the song. All right. Where have my fingers been? I say, oh, where have my fingers been? Your fingers have just come upon uh, the remains of a random encounter where a death knight attacked a bunch of adventurers in the forest in the Forbidden Lands. All right. So, uh, walk, 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 walk. Uh, hey, man, what's, what's that over there? What do you mean? I don't see anything. Right there. Over there. Oh, that? Um, that looks like some dead bodies. Uh, let's not go over there. No, I totally want to go over there. We need to loot that. Mm, yeah, they look pretty cut up and mostly burned, and that's a big boot print. Uh, I'm not getting anywhere near it. You, we're here for treasure. Doesn't matter if it's big treasure or little treasure. We're here for treasure. You're going. No, I'm not. Y- yeah, you are. No, you are. Watch. And boink. Come on. We're going to go. And that's where my fingers have been. Yay! (laughs) Oh, I hope you enjoyed that, New York Tater. That was almost literally just for you. And now we're going to move on to our mostly, our last main segment. Uh, Since we have a couple people hanging out with us in chat, we will do our audience Q&A at the end. But it's called Cryptozoology. And this is where we talk about a monster, primarily from D&D, but not always. We talk about ways that maybe we have used it in the past. We talk about maybe brainstorming some ways that we could use this monster in the future. Uh, We shall see. But tonight, actually, Ryan let me pick... Uh, just because he wasn't home and didn't have access, I can't talk to. Well, the... to be fair, I probably would have picked something as uncommon as Michael picked, and I, I do like this pick very much. So I went with what's called the Zorn, which is this three-legged, three-armed, top-mouth, three-eyed elemental creature that likes to eat coins and gems and rock, but not people. precious metal. Yep. So this Nothing is from organic. also this is from the fifth edition monster manual. Uh, a Zorn is a medium elemental. It uh, it's, it's a challenge rating of five. I'm not going to go through all of this, but I'll go through some of it. Uh, its abilities are Earth Glide, so it can move through Earth like a fish through water. It does not leave any trail as it goes through that. So basically, you wouldn't even know it's there. Uh, stone camouflage; you can look and blend in with stone. Uh, and it also has treasure sense. So it basically can smell treasure that's like calling to it like food. And uh, they're basically native to the elemental plane of Earth. They usually don't come to the material plane because they like it better where they are. But sometimes they get curious or they get trapped here. And it says by accident or curiosity. I'm really 
I really want to meet the DM that finds a way to get this guy to the material plane by accident. <laughs> like that's super crazy. Should have turned taken that left turn at Albuquerque. Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, you know, Looney Tunes special. I, I really don't know how he's going to get there on accident. So, yeah. Well, so uh, Aeon Ashes, it doesn't make tunnels. So the thing is it moves through the earth. It leaves no trace um, that it was there. So that's because one of the points in the book is that it doesn't actually leave tunnels. Uh, it does say that they're beggars and thieves, though, because they don't eat meat. They, they can't digest it. So if they come upon adventurers, they're more likely to ask, beg for things that they can eat if they're hungry than they are to attack. But they, of course, will defend themselves. So my question yeah, to you. Uh, and it's, it's intelligence of 11, which means they're capable of rational thought and having a conversation. Um, it doesn't. Their language is, is uncommon, so that would be a hard part figuring that out. Yeah, you but, likely, unless you have like a wizard or something with you, probably won't be able to speak to it, but certainly possible. Yeah, exactly. So my question to you, Ryan, is have you ever used a Zorn in one of your games? Have you ever fought um, a Zorn as a player? I have not, mostly because my campaigns have been on the material plane for the most part. So this, this isn't commonly found there. It isn't something I would use. However, um, my first thought when I... When I uh, you told me you wanted to use this was this is a walking sarlacc pit um minus the stone so no i'm um i always like the uncommon monsters i always like to find a way to use them or to use them somehow as it maybe cut them in half and use them as a trap somewhere something out of the ordinary um but this guy poses a challenge to a lot of things because like you said it eats metals and treasure it potentially could be going after the same uh, treasure trove at the end of a dungeon that the players do and as a challenge rating five he's really not that high i mean you should c come across one of these things you know once as a low as a decently low level character um so he should be more common i feel like um but because he's you know natural to the elemental plane of earth a lot of people don't like to it's not you know your common setting um, but again, it says whether by accident or from curiosity, uh, they like to, to branch out on occasion. So no, I'm, I would be excited to use this guy. Um, and, uh, I am going to try to <laughs> do so now. So I don't think I've ever used one before. Again, as long as I've ran the game, if, if I did maybe in my younger days and I just had it like as a attack, you know, like something to kill a stick, you know, a sack full of hit points. Uh, but I don't think I've ever used one in the last five, 10 years, but I'm interested to do so because of, because it's not something that you just need to hit with a stick until it dies. And I think it would be more fun to try to use it in like the first thing that came to my mind is like a truffle pig. Like maybe yeah. you're trying to find treasure. Like maybe, you know, you've, you've heard tales of this treasure. Well, what better way to find it than to have one of these things uh, put it on a leash and have it, or it may not put it on a leash. I don't think it's an intelligent creature, but just set it loose and follow it, you know, and, and hope that you get there quick enough that it doesn't eat everything. Uh, so I think that hope would be. That it doesn't go down because you'll never see it again. Right. That's true. I mean, it would have to be something where maybe it knows that you're following uh, or, or something along those lines. Yeah. Some kind of bargain. Some kind of bargain. Cause they, again, they, they're, they're intelligent. So they could, you know, you could have that conversation with them where you say, Hey, we're looking for this. If you'll help us find it, we'll do this thing from you. Um, it, like I, I could see it coming to the characters and asking, um, you know, maybe they found a treasure and they, they, there's like five gems, but one of them tastes like, you know, it's like a delicacy. This is a very, like a rare type of gem. Maybe it's one that uh, it's something ma not magical, I don't know, like powerful, but just unique enough that it's really wants one in particular and they, you know, characters get to bargain with it. Uh, I like the thought that there's a, one of these, it's like courting another. So I don't know if they're male or female, but you know, maybe they're trying to get together and they want something to impress their other half that they're trying to court. And they ask the players for help. Like, hey, I would really appreciate it if you would let me borrow or have this thing or help me get this thing. Because I want to, you know, I want to get my earth on over here with this, uh, this lovely lady. <laughs> uh, and so that's what, you know, you're trying to do is it's very much make it a social situation. I just think that could be a lot of fun. It's, you know, and it's, it's... um the social aspect is good because literally it looks like a rock with 
six limbs and a bunch of teeth not the everyday creature that you're going to walk up to and have a conversation with. Yeah, it definitely um, would be that. That alone would be like weird. Yeah, and it says it has three eyes. It can see in all directions. So it's not like you're going to surprise the thing. Um, it's a medium size. So it's actually not going to be like overly daunting. It's not going to be so much bigger that the players feel like they need to gang up on this thing to, to, uh, to beat it. Um, and since it's intelligent, it would only take one, you know, one one suave player, um, a bard or, or a rogue, um, you know, to make a couple good rolls and uh, and kind of get what they want out of this thing. It's it's um, I don't know. It's I'm surprised at how um, versatile this thing could be. Yeah, I, I agree. It um, it's definitely something I would want to put in at some point. Uh, New York Tater mentioned that it be, kind of becomes annoying. Which I do like that, almost like a, a golem situation. Maybe it fo- it just follows the players, and like when they're asleep, it tries to eat their treasure, and you have because- to constantly give it like copper coins to keep yeah, it yeah, sated. you know, like like a chicken, you're throwing your copper coins at it to keep it sated so it doesn't go after your good stuff. But because it can move through the earth undetected, it could just pop out, you know, easily grab something and disappear, and it could just be a minor annoyance that you know maybe eventually they do kill it. But it could be kind of that moral quandary. It's not really hurting you. You know, do you, how do you scare it off? Do you old yeller it uh, or fang it from where you throw the rocks at it? You know, like, yeah, out here. Like, how, how do you deal with this other than killing it? Or do you just kill it? I just, it, it could be an interesting sort of psychological experiment for the players. How do you deal with this thing that's not really hurting you, but is really annoying? Mm-hmm. So it's and it's funny too because you you you've got one of these things with you and you're camping or you're resting for the night. Not only do you have to tie your food up and put it in a bag over the limb to prevent it from creatures and bears, but now you have to put your gold up there from somebody in your own party. You know, uh, so that's kind of funny because say uh, say somebody's got this big pouch of gold tied to them and they take a rest and they take a seat down on a rock. This thing could just you know absorb itself into the rock real quick. Out goes a little limb, and you oink, there goes your chain purse. Oh, so so how about this? Um, classic D and D bad movie moment. They, that exact situation. Someone sets down. They got their you know belt pouch on them, full of gems. Mm-hmm. The creature grabs it and then tries to earth glide, and you just have them like skidding along the top by their belt and it just looks like they're being dragged by like an invisible horse or something. Uh, oh, that's hilarious. So just, yeah, they just got, they start zipping around. Uh, you know, they try to pull them into the earth. They, they're, they're getting like pulled and it hurts. And then eventually their belt snaps. They don't know what happened. All they know is that they were getting drug around and now their purse is gone. That would be awesome. And New York Tater, I didn't focus on your comment about being annoying. It just happened to see it. It was not any sort of dig towards you. I mean, we love you because you're almost every one of these things. Yeah. You're, you're, again, literally, this is almost literally for you uh, because I know out of anyone, you're the one that misses these. And I feel bad because I want to do these. I want to do these a lot. Uh, but life gets in the way and my internet uh, drives me crazy. Uh, but we're going to try. That The goal is to get back into the habit of doing these pretty regularly. I did sign up for Earthlink. Uh, Sort of, I signed up to be a beta tester. There's no guarantee that I will be a beta tester, but I put my name on the list. And that's that new super fast internet that Elon Musk is trying to bring to the world. Dude's super sketchy, but if he can give me good, reliable internet, I will happily pay for it. <laughs> Best friends. Best friends forever right now. Uh, but sometime later this year, they're supposed to start rolling out the beta test. I'm hoping maybe I'm in Podunk, Kentucky, that I'll be a great test for them i don't know how many people in kentucky are interested in this um but supposedly it's like low grade or low orbit satellites it's supposed to be able to get super fast internet to basically anywhere um so hopefully i'll be able to get into the beta of that and if not if it, if it does work when it rolls out just to consumers we will definitely look into that if it becomes an option but i've done everything in my power i have no other options where i live other than what i have it sucks so we will close the book there on zorns and we will open it up to the audience i've I've counted at least three people that have at least checked in a little bit uh but we like to end every episode with uh yeah um any questions? You know, if you have anybody in the audience has questions for me or for Ryan or for for us, uh, doesn't have to be RPG related though. That's certainly helpful. We'll do what we can. 
so Gygar, no. Um, literally, the question is because I can't see it in chat. Oh, sorry. He asked about chat, yeah. he asked about Comcast. No. So I live in Podunk, Kentucky, and Spectrum. It was a it was a big ordeal. So Spectrum is the big company in this area. I am one point three miles far further away than their last connection. The only company that will service us is this. It's called Access Cable. It's out of Tennessee, and they basically they have the monopoly. I even talked to Spectrum. I'm like, but I want you to come here. And there's like, well, Access has that area. We're not going to compete with them. That's not how capitalism works. You're supposed to compete. You have a better product, and it's cheaper. But no. So I, other than moving my house a mile and a point three down the road, I have no other options other than satellite like the what is the there's a company that does satellite internet right now HughesNet, uh but no. but their speeds are not any better than what we have and they're even less reliable um so we can't because my wife works from home she has to have decent internet so this is really the only option we have uh so new york tater asked about the future of a catacomb my fingers are still crossed that we're going to have it physical in real life a catacomb this year but if I'm being honest with myself, I don't think it's going to happen. So the current plan is I'm going to have a Kickstarter at the end of August uh, where you can buy badges that if we don't have it this year, will count for next year. And if we can't have it this year, we're going to do a virtual one instead. So in all honesty, we're probably going to do a virtual Catacon this year. But I do have some bills. I already like, I bought some stuff for Catacon. I, you know, I had art that was made. So I have some money that I need to pay people. They've been very gracious, like not pounding me for. So I need to raise a, a little bit of money. So I'm hoping that this will raise enough that I can pay off the bills that I already accrued from this year. And then the rest of it, I'll put it in the bank and for next year. But the plan is to, to do it either virtual or a real Catacon. Probably going to be virtual. Like as much as I want to do it, things are getting worse, not better right now. So it's not like I can even say, like, you know, we're getting closer. If anything, I think we're further away now than we were. But there will be a Kickstarter probably the end of August, early September, where you can buy a badge for this year. Or if it doesn't work out, it will roll over and you'll be able to buy a badge for next year. Sounds like, from a marketing point of view, Michael's saying, buy one year of a Catacon and get a second year free. Sort of. You buy virtual this year. Next year, you've already paid for it. You know, it's like it's like a Christ, it's like a Kickstarter Christmas present. Like, you already bought your ticket to a Catacon. Uh, the one thing I will say if anybody is looking to game the system is I am going to have put VIP tickets up. I doubt they're all going to go because I don't think we're going to have a catacon. So if you really want to be a VIP and you've had trouble in the past getting a VIP ticket, this could be your opportunity. Buy a VIP ticket now. And the next year when we do the Kickstarter, I'll subtract the difference. So if we do 30 VIP, we've already sold 12, then there'll only be 18 available next year. So that might be the the one thing if people are really interested uh, in like a VIP, this might be the workaround to get close. Uh, I wish I had better news. I really do. But I'm just trying to be realistic with myself. I'm not hoping. All of us wishes he had better news too because everyone that helps um, does enjoy the weekend, does enjoy oh, yeah. loving seeing everybody's smiling faces, having fun playing games. Um, we love running games for you guys being there. Um, so we're looking forward to it as much as you are uh, as a player because it really – always the, my person my favorite and talking to some of the other guys our favorite moment is connecting with uh, with our fans yeah. and with people so it would make our world if we could do it but yeah i safely i have to agree with michael so far yeah again i just uh, wishes and fishes and what, what's that whole thing uh but i mean last year was like our most successful year in terms of attendance we actually made some money last year which is great um, and then not that that's the reason, like, obviously that's not why we've done this. We, if we did it, it would be very different, but I, I came into this year with such momentum. This, this was the first year in three years where I didn't go to a catacon saying, I'm never doing this again. Like I went to a catacon, like, this is amazing. This is, I cannot wait. Uh, so this is even more painful for me. So New York Taylor left a message that says, watch for a gift tomorrow. I'm almost terrified to think about what that means. But Did he say G-I-F-T or G-I-F? F-T, gift. Okay. Yeah. So physical, so gift somewhere. Yeah. So okay. uh, right. I don't know. Um, I'm intrigued, but I'm also yeah. terrified because New York Trader, yeah. I, I have <laughs> met creepy. you. 
So t- t- intrigued and terrified, definitely. Hey, Dirty Hair Habanero jumped in. Uh, yeah, detention. Maybe, hopefully, fingers crossed, coming back. We've had two internet problems already this episode, but we're going to see what... Dirty. Look for a dirty... Mm. Oh, he's talking about dirty. Okay. Yeah, unfortunately, we're getting close to wrapping up. I'm trying to trying to read. For a dirty gift? You yeah. Die, it'd be really I know. I was like, oh, no. PG-13. Uh, but we, again, we're still taking questions from the audience, a few more. Um Ryan, do you, like while we're waiting for any questions, anything you want to chat about? Any like, you know, where can people find you? That kind of stuff. Um, so I will say, as uh, when you took your break, I will say I've been pretty dormant on on Twitter. I just am trying to run a busy life and pay attention to things, so I don't get to use my thumbs on my phone as much as I would like to or probably should. Um, but I am reachable. I'm always I'm found on there. Um, I'm part of our Discord at. Uh, RPG Academy. You can hit me up there or on Twitter. Um, and if you can find me on there, you can probably find me on Facebook. Name's not the same on there, separate. But I'm reachable and approachable, and I think a pretty nice guy. I don't know. You got your we'll see. Uh, yeah, see, you know, I mean, nobody's perfect. Um, but um, yeah, so teleport88 on, uh, on Discord and on Twitter. Um, and if you really need Facebook, you can you can try to find me. Reach out to me one of those two ways, and I'll let you know. Um, or just hit but, uh, hit up the RPG Academy Facebook, and if yeah, like if you're, I can get a hold of Ryan for you. Like if you don't know who he is in real life, just post on there like, hey, I'm trying to get a hold of Ryan, and I'll I'll hook you up. Yeah, or if you know Tom, uh, me and Tom live right down the road from each other. Honestly, there's no excuse why me and Tom should be hanging out a lot more um, and playing more games together. But uh, busy life, busy kids, uh, type of thing. Um, but, uh, yeah, we regularly game with Tom Cantwell, who's a member of the RPG Academy. Um, and, uh, we do, well, when we're, when live events were going on regular basis, we were doing those, yeah. uh, together as often as we could. So, yep. uh, I'm around if you need me, if you have any questions, I'll talk about anything with you. Uh, so Gygar 68. Yeah. So I pay $130 a month for our really crappy internet. And if we could get Spectrum, which Spectrum not the greatest company in the world, but I had them in Cincinnati, our speeds would be more than double and probably closer to triple upload, and we'd be paying like 60 bucks a month. So I'm paying twice as much for a third of the internet. It sucks. I hate it. It's awful. I've cried about it enough, but... I feel like you should just say, I'll pay you to run the wire an extra mile, and then... And then, you know, monthly payments, so we're all good, right? I, I literally said that to them. I was like, how much will it cost me to have, to make you run that line or to get you run the line? And they're like, we, we're not going to compete with access. Like, I, there's, I don't know, it's weird. That's, it's got to be some kind of FCC rules or something stupid. Because like you said, capitalism, that's the way it's, it's supposed to work. If you have a paying customer, you want to try to get to them, right? I mean, you, you know, yeah. you're offering, for God's sakes. Yeah, so yeah, Dirty Habanero has 300 megabytes for 50 a month. Yeah, I would. So download, we're actually okay. We we hit like between 160 and 200, which is great. Like all of our devices work fine. We can watch Netflix with hardly any buffering. It's the upload that's getting me because we max out at like seven. And sometimes it's like two. And that's what's causing problems with this because I'm hosting the call. I'm the one that's taking all this information from, you know, Chad and me and Ryan talking and putting it to Twitter and Twitch, I mean, and that seven, if we're lucky, MBS is just not enough. It needs to be like, if I had like even 12, 12 would be monumental. No problems. But yeah. Where is Dirty Dirty Habanero at that he's getting, he's getting 300 megabytes per second for what, $15 you said? $50. $50 50 a month. Still bad. Still, yeah. still pretty good. Well, Frankie showed us that one picture. He is like a terabyte down or something. It's just, it's ridiculous. But anyways. Yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah. Although he works for Comcast. So, yeah, true. Yeah. Or, uh, <laughs> he, he probably gets the special. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, but it, seriously, uh, just again, to anybody, get on Discord. Um, we try to keep it pretty small. Uh, so I don't post the the invite just openly. But if you, you know, you can find me on Twitter, DM, whatever. I'll, I'll send it to you. Uh, we try to organize games there. And then, Tabletop Simulator, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm dying to play more games. Marvel Legendary, Dragonfire, whatever. Uh, I'm all about playing games. So if you want to try to get in on that, we have a we have a channel now just for Tabletop Simulator to organize games and get people playing. So jump on Discord, 
jump on there and let's play some games, particularly Marvel Legendary, because that's like my favorite. I love it. Yay. <laughs> All right. So one last time, I'll throw it out. Uh, if anybody in chat has any questions for me or for Ryan, um, for myself, again, Michael at the RPG Academy. If you're watching this, you know who I am. But uh, the other thing is listen to my new podcast, the Smallville one. I'm super excited about it. It's going well. Uh, it's not growing at the rate I was hoping, but I probably had unrealistic expectations because, hey, that's me. Uh, but I'm really, really enjoying it. I'm having a lot of fun. Uh, it's about this, this show Smallville, which I used to love. And I rewatched it once the quarantine. It was like the first thing I went through and watched all 10 seasons in like two months, two and a half months or something. That's a lot of Smallville. It's a lot of Smallville. But I was like, man, the show is actually pretty good. Not every episode. Some are really bad, but overall it's pretty good. And it just sort of like, this would be fun. I want to talk about it. Uh, I got the time. So I started another podcast. So, uh, so there we go. All right. So I will, I know there's a little bit of a delay, so we'll wait just a couple more seconds, but Ryan, buddy, thank you for joining me. It's always a pleasure to, to hang out with you or any of the other guys. Um, and then the, the, the plan yes, is to do this yeah. every other Wednesday. So we're alternating with Tom's yes, ghost of salt marsh game. So the next one would be what the, 22nd uh, today's the 8th so 14 yeah 22nd so hopefully on the 22nd we'll be back hopefully that one will have a third co-host and we'll be back to kind of our normal detention rotation i hope everybody joins us uh new york tender reminds everybody make sure you be safe wash your hands uh and he's Any open bucks. to guest hosting we I'm, i might take you up on that because that might actually be helpful we'll talk about that offline so thanks everybody awkward wave out bye-bye see you thanks for joining us Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast. We do this show out of love for the hobby and the desire to be ambassadors, welcoming more people into this community. All of our website content will always be free to use and utilize, but there are expenses related to the show. And if you enjoy what we do here, then please consider supporting us in some way. You can do so as simply as rating or reviewing us on iTunes or your podcatcher of choice. If you're going to purchase anything through Amazon or DriveThruRPG, consider using our affiliate links first, and then we'll get a small percentage sent back to us. You can do a single direct donation through PayPal using the paypal.me slash the RPG Academy, or consider joining our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash the RPG Academy. And for a donation as low as $1 a month, you'll get access to lots of extra goodies, including bonus minisodes, invites to monthly one-shot games, one-sheet adventures, and more. Please consider following us on Twitter and Facebook, or join our Discord, where we like to try to keep the conversation going with our fans as best we can, and are always looking to talk and chat more. Or do none of that. Just continue to listen and enjoy our show. Because honestly, that's enough. Thanks. And remember, if you're having fun, you're doing it right. We'll see you next time. The music used for our intro and outro is Fly a Kite by Spectacular Sound Productions, used under the Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike License.